Today's episode, we go into mystical vision of our lives, how to get into a higher perspective, how to get into mystical vision, how to invoke mystical gifts into our systems. Second thing is different ways of getting into some of the unconscious places and some of the places that are beyond the mental realm around what it is that we're not letting go of, around upgrading to maybe new priorities in self, maybe new callings in self, maybe new ways of being, maybe new wirings in our bodies and what's kind of blocking us or what can be blocking us. So it's very introspective today. It's very much about us. It's very much about going into yourself. It's designed to give you a way to walk into self regardless of the state that you come in at. (laughs) You might come in at a fear, panic, worry, sad, emotional, scared, like shattered kind of a place. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's really just a space to drop us into deeper places in self and to be able to see our lives from a higher standpoint. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we explore the awakening path, and we aim to do that in a very open, a very honest, and a radically kind of vulnerable way, without any bullshit. I feel like I just want to add that in there today. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, founder of Rewilding. I would love to explore life as a workshop, life as a spiritual retreat, life as that which is constantly allowing us to work through our karmas, to grow, to evolve, to explore, express, and create the things that we uniquely came in to create and to do. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. And I want to talk about it in the current climate that we're in, in the current energetics that we're in. And you might listen to this episode three years from now and things will be very, very, very different. Um, But I want to at least start the conversation around life as workshop, life as uh, grist for the mill. Is that how you say that? Grist for the mill? life as constantly delivering the perfect situations, the perfect scenarios, constantly, I always say this in workshops and retreats and and in programs, is, is delivering things on a silver platter, like life creating, it couldn't have been set up more perfectly for you. It couldn't have been more beautifully aligned. And there's a, it makes me think of a line that one of my friends uses a lot. And it's when like one of those situations in her life happens. And I mean, they're happening all the time, but when they're really obvious and it's almost as if the universe or the divine has worked so perfectly to weave like the best experience that, that 
only that level of intricacy in the weaving would deliver the perfection needed to allow you to access what your soul is ready to access next or what is perfectly needed for your evolution or is perfectly needed for what for the karma that you're here to play out or to experience or to explore and that line that she uses when you know one of those really loud moments happen is well played universe well played <laughs> and so i want to talk about that and i don't want to go into collective or give any of my own theories around the greater picture or the collective picture. I think there's a lot of stuff out there um, from astrologers talking about it to uh, more like oracle seers talking about it to even economists and um, scientists kind of giving this, you know, when we get in unstable times, we just, we want something to hold on to. We want, we want some sort of a story to give us a little bit of comfort. And sometimes they're conspiracy theories that give us comfort or they're projected outcomes or it's astrology that gives us some comfort. But I don't want to do that here. I don't want to do that. I want to make this about you. I want to make this an opportunity to make it personal, to really feel into your own unique journey through this, not the collective journey through this or, you know, the, the collective lessons or the collective changes that maybe we're hoping for or we're witnessing happen before our very eyes, but to really bring it back to you, to bring it back to me, to to bring it back to our own individual journey through this, our own unique exploration of self during this time, or our own <laughs> the our own silver platter, you know, like the silver platter that was designed and has been delivered perfectly to you is very different than the silver platter that was designed and delivered perfectly to me. I'm using these words and I'm offering this space um, as a way, as a doorway in to self, as a doorway into self. And it, and it comes with a ton of, um, it makes my heart like <laughs> get fluttery and like um, just pulse in a different, like to a different rhythm when I feel into it. But it's like an offering. It's like a love. It comes with a lot of love. It comes with just this, you know, wow, what, what can we offer? What can pour through my heart at this moment? You know, if I were to open up that channel, we talked about this in the last episode of we're never not creating, you know, stepping into that high alignment and allowing the divine to pour through us and to create from that place. That's never not available. And 
think I'm saying this as a way of setting up our space, as a way of kind of creating that foundation for us to walk into this journey together that we're going to walk into together. So kind of opening up yourself to, to, yeah, uh, to what's, what's here for me. This is about me, this, but when it's about me, it's also about other. So it's like, um, when we heal ourselves, we heal the whole of the ancestral line. When we can be vibrating at a higher state of consciousness or vibrating from more love or we're allowing more love to pour through us than fear, it's not a selfish act. It's, it's a very selfless act. And that's the space I wanna set up for us and create for us and open us up to stepping into. So it's kind of the space I'm asking you to step into of, yeah, this is going to be about self, but it's a very selfless thing about self. It's by doing this and making it about self, it's, it's allowing us to, I suppose, own our shit in a different way, to see ourselves in a different way, to make the unconscious conscious in a different way, to open up our own channels to love or higher vibration or more consciousness than unconsciousness or than fear. So honoring (laughs) other and honoring collective and honoring out there with an honor to that, I'm now going to ask us to just come come within. So to just really kind of pull it in and to come within and to energetically, you know, bring it in. So, so bring it into self. And it's sort of like all of the outward energy, and a lot of us have a lot of outward energy at the moment because we're taking care of others. Um, we're reaching out, we're holding space for others, we're loving others, we're tending to others. And so allowing that energy and almost just visualizing or breathing that energy, all of that energy that's going external to self and going outward, just sort of letting it turn. And it's almost like it points back itself. So just in this moment, and just this practice alone can be a really powerful practice for self-care and for recharging during any sort of wild times or any sort of lots of energy expenditure externally. And so just allowing all of your energy in this moment to just come back into self. And you might almost see it's like externally aimed out and then it just sort of turns (laughs) and comes back. And just sort of pulling all of that back in. So you've kind of got like the light beams shined in on self, shined in on self, shined in on self, shined in on self. And just sort of keep breathing that and keep moving that back in, keep moving that back in. The reason we're doing this is this will allow for us to tap into deeper insights oftentimes when we can set up our wisdom centers, we can set up our energetic body, our emotional body, our mental body, when we can set it up in a different way, we create a foundation that will allow us to 
open to deeper things, to see things that we may not have seen, to comprehend things that we may not have seen, to connect dots that we may not have been able to connect had we not brought all of our attention, all of our focus, all of our awareness in, 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 in. Okay. So from this place, now I want to start talking about life's workshop. And I want to invite you to start to shift your perspective and you can go back to whatever perspectives that you love hanging on to after this you can go back to the, whatever sort of story or conspiracy theory is helping you out i'm not judging here at all right you can go back to, to what but just for this moment just letting all of that stuff go and opening up to feeling into what does it feel like if i were to shift my perspective to this is part of my life's workshop. This is actually perfectly designed. And, and so not having judgment around this. So if you start to, to judge this or start to lock this up, you won't be able to get the full flavor of this. And I'm asking you to get up to a very high mystical view, like that high bird's eye view, that mystical view, that very conscious place. So if, if you're fighting it, this might not be the best time to listen to this podcast. If this is pissing you off, just understand that, yeah, okay, that's great. I, I don't want to get to the heights. I don't want to see and feel. I don't, I don't want to go there. And that's okay. You don't have to, right? That's valid. You, you might not want to go there. And just own the fact that you don't want to go there. Like, no, I prefer, I actually prefer to play the blame game. I prefer to call it the Chinese virus versus the coronavirus. I prefer to create a story. I prefer to project it outward. I prefer to blame something. I prefer to not own it. And that's, that's valid. I mean, that's the majority of waking consciousness. That's the majority of the collective consciousness. That's the majority of, of humanity is walking around very much outside of themselves, not living from a mystical view. Many people don't live from a mystical view. Many people don't ever even touch into a mystical view. So I just also really, really honor if it's like, fuck you, Sabrina, or no, I cannot get there. I cannot get to the heights. And if you can't, maybe you just hang out and you just listen and you just sort of take in what you can and get triggered by what you, by what you get triggered by and get pissed off by what you get pissed off by in this conversation and honoring that all of that is valid too. So, so honoring the triggers and all of that's welcome honoring. If this pisses you off, if you start to feel like, wow, you, you, Sabrina, are just such and so not not compassionate. Like, where's your fucking compassion? I've lost my mom this week. I'm fighting coronavirus myself this week. How the hell can you tell me that this was perfectly created? Honoring that, I honor that. I, I honor that. I get it. And I honor that. I honor the reactions and, and to really love, love them, like love the trigger points, love the emotion that's coming up, love all of it, love all of it, love it. It's part of our humanity. It's part of what we've come here to experience. We've come here to experience these things too, right? But what I'm inviting us to do, and it's sometimes really not easy to do, especially when our safety and security is being threatened, especially when our loved one's lives are being threatened or our own life is being threatened, 
It is not easy, right? We have survival, animalistic protection, defenses all kicked up, they're all flaring, and we've all got our own personal way that we defend, that we armor up, that we go into survival. Right, so we armor up, we go into survival. I, I, I can't be mystical, I need to put food on the table. Like you can shove your mystical stuff up your ass because I actually need to just survive the next couple of weeks. I've lost my job, I've lost my savings, I've lost my mom, I've lost da 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 Don't fucking tell me that this is perfect, Sabrina. So I, I get it, I get it, and I am not pretending like this is not hell on earth. I'm not pretending that this is not a dark night of the soul for many of us. This is not about spiritually bypassing. This is not about going up into fufu la la land where we have completely bypassed humanity, where, where we have actually just escaped the body, right? This, this path, rewilding the embodiment of the divine, the feminine, the, the feminine wisdom path is not about denying emotions. It's not about denying human existence. It's not about denying our body. It's not about denying any of that at all. It's about living all of it, embodying the divine, allowing the divine to express through us and, and witnessing and dancing with the divine in everything. In everything. I know. I know. That's totally jacked up. It's totally jacked up. And it's totally true. It's totally true. It's totally true. It's one of those high mystical truths and laws that is really hard for our minds to wrap itself around. It's really hard to go, okay, there is a divine matrix that is always at play. There is a divine weaving. There is a divine unfolding that is always creating. It's always creating, like life is creating life, right? The divine is creating itself through itself, everywhere, everywhere and in everything. That's not an easy truth. That's not an easy mystical wisdom to comprehend much less embody and embrace from that gnosis place. Like I know this, this there's a gnosis. It's not just that I've read this in the book, all is one, fa la la. It's that I have the gnosis of it. I, it's wired into my system. I have embodied that law, that spiritual truth. I, I, have, I have embodied it. It now courses through me. That's, that's a completely different place of living is when these mystical laws, these spiritual laws, they drop in. They drop in. They don't, you don't just reach out to touch them in a book or in a conversation like this or something. You don't just reach out to touch them. They actually drop in. Like the wiring of it drops in. The energetics of it drops in and it rewires the whole of your system. And that's not comfortable. 
It's not comfortable. It's, it's sometimes it's bliss filled and it's glorious and it's just this love filled. And you know, you hear all, all of these amazing initiations and these amazing um, spiritual awakenings and experiences associated with that. And so sometimes, yeah, they can be these gloriously love filled, ecstatic, um, experiences, but there are also times when it is not that it is not, it is in the darkest hour comes the greatest light in the darkest hour. We find the deepest love in our darkest hour. We have our biggest fucking awakenings in our darkest hour. We can let go of the things that we could not have let go of before. That's something that I'm feeling and I'm seeing really, really strongly is this invitation to let go of the things that we could not let go of prior to COVID, prior to this whole shift in our worlds, whatever that shift is in your unique world. So again, just bringing it back to self is what is it that is being stripped from us? What is it that we are being released from? What is it that we are being liberated from? You're being liberated from something. You're being liberated from something. So if we can start to see it from a, from a mystical standpoint, a non-personal, non-attached, non-victim, non-defensive, non-protective, non little self, you know, having a fit about what we're in and what's happening and the, the vast change and I'm in survival mode. If we can get the heck out of that space and we can come up and we can put our mystical goggles on and our mystical hat on and we can see, we can see, right? If, if a great mystic were to come into your life, and they're, let's say they're your spiritual director, and it's one of these great mystics, the great mystics who's completely wired in that way, completely, you know, all like those mystical laws have literally descended upon them, and they are the embodiment of mystical laws. They are the embodiment of mystical vision, and they, they are the embodiment of of the divine matrix. They can see the divine matrix. Like instead of seeing from, you know, first floor, lower level, you know, survival, egoic place, instead of seeing it from there and seeing your life from, oh my God, you know, mom is sick. You've lost your job, but but can see, like literally see the divine matrix of it. What would they say about your life? That's the space I'm inviting us to get to. That's the space I'm inviting us to move into is if you were going to look at your life, just start to ask the questions, get real. So you don't get to do this unless you can be radically honest with yourself. You don't get to see if you can't be radically honest, if you want to cover things up or pretend things are a different way to like protect something or hide something from yourself, you won't get to see this. So this takes courage. Like it takes courage. It takes bravery to see what I'm about to ask and to be just rat, like be okay to be ripped apart. I mean, we're being ripped apart anyway. So what's the big deal if you get ripped apart just a little bit more for the sake of making the unconscious conscious for the sake of your evolution, for the sake of shifting your vibration, for the sake, whatever we want to call those words, for the sake of enlightenment, whatever, whatever word you want to call, I don't care. 
but, but just let yourself be ripped apart a little bit more for that sake. Like this is for your soul's sake. You know, your soul is doing a happy dance. Like, yes, yes, yes. Come on. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So we don't have to repeat that shit again. So on the other side of this, I don't attract in the same crappy partner or the same crappy job that I fucking hated going to my whole goddamn life, but I was too scared to leave it right? That's what I'm asking us to do. And it takes courage and it takes bravery and it takes radical honesty. And sometimes it takes having a conversation with someone who can truth bomb us with someone who can see, see, and we can be okay to ask them the question, Hey, what are you seeing? And they might be able to say, look, remember you hated your job. Remember, you were really, really, really sick for the last couple of years. Remember how tired you were and how unalive you were? Remember that? Yeah, don't make up a story that, that this isn't great. Don't make up the story that this isn't a blessing in disguise. Don't make up a story that that job was really good. Don't make up a story because it wasn't good for you. It wasn't good. I watched you be sick for years. I watched you walk around like a dead half alive zombie for years because it was sucking the life out of you. It was soul sucking. So feeling into that, like there's a lot of different angles on how you can get into this place, but feeling into what in my life was or what is, I mean, now a lot of us are in this pause moment, just this pause which is a beautiful space to be in. Like, do not deny the magic of the pause. Do not deny the magic of the cocoon or the liminal space or the, you know, the space of, of the, we were one form, we've crawled into this very transitional place and we will crawl out a different form. So don't deny the magic here either. There's great magic in this pause. Love the pause. We've been trained and wired to hate the pause, to hate the quiet, to hate the stillness, to hate transition, to hate change. You're getting your wings. Like you're getting your wings. This is, and it's painful to get your wings, right? You've come in as a caterpillar. You didn't have wings. You were one shape. You're being completely mutilated, really. Like you're being completely rewired, completely mutilated. It's not comfortable. But if we can be aware that that's what's happening for us, it's a different level of allowance. It's a different level of acceptance. We're not scratching to try to get back to being a caterpillar. If we can just have that mystical view of, I have an opportunity here to get my fucking wings. I have an opportunity here to allow myself, to allow myself to become the goo in the cocoon, to become to dissolve, to have parts of my ego self dissolved, to release old, old ways of being, to, to let myself be in this liminal space, to let myself be kind of torn apart, to let myself be shredded, um, to, to let all of that happen because what's on the other side of this is something that is so much more heart aligned, so much more soul aligned, that is what the embodiment of me having my wings would be. 
me being able to fly now. I'm no longer crawling across the floor as a caterpillar on my belly. I actually have wings to fly. So feeling into these, these, these questions, and this is just us, it's kind of us doing a little bit of, I like to just say bringing the light into the dark or making the unconscious conscious. And some of those questions would be like, we'll just go through a bunch of them and you feel into what serves and just let everything flow how it wants to flow. And you can always repeat this and listen to this again, or you can journal and you can pause to, you know, write down answers and you can go through this however serves you. But feeling into what are you clinging on to or holding on to or grasping that was based on four weeks ago or three weeks ago or was based on the past that's now no longer valid in the present. We're all doing it. We're all doing it. So if you've just gone nothing, I don't think you're being, I don't think you're going to that deep, deep place. We're all doing it. We're all like, I know that I've had to go through so much and I'm really good at letting go. I love letting go. I love, I love shifting. I love moving and changing and evolving. I mean, I move house every four months or something like that. Like I, I live for it, but even myself and everyone I know who loves change and is really good at change and rapid change and rapid pivoting and rapid shifting. Everyone that I know has had to go, whoa, this is a whole nother level. This is a whole nother level of letting go. This I'm being asked to let go to a whole nother level. And a lot of it isn't going to make sense to the rational mind. So you might not be able to put a story to it. So don't let the limits of the brain and the mind stop you here. Go into energetic practices, go into shamanic practices, go into like real body-based practices, go into Shakti practices, go into your womb. Wombs are really good at holding on, holding on to stuff, right? Bellies, intestines are really good at holding on to stuff. Do just a a body-based energetic practice that takes you into what am I holding on to in my guts? What am I holding on to in my womb? There have been a lot of women who I've talked to, and I know I've had this experience too, who've actually, I know that this might sound painful for some, but this is just a radically open conversation is for those of us who work a lot in body-based practices and work a lot in womb and a lot with feminine creation principles and a lot with Shakti is going into the womb space. There have been like the things that we were pregnant with. Think about this, not from a physical baby standpoint, but the things that we were pregnant with, the things that we were carrying in our wombs to be birthed in weeks or months they're stillborns. Just feel into that for a moment. Like just feel into that. And to be having, for some of us who work in these ways, to be having miscarriages of what we were creating, what we were pregnant with three months ago or a month ago, and to have to let the things that we were pregnant with go, to let the things that were gestating in us 
go and not just feel into that from an energetic standpoint. Right? This is this I want to get us beyond the mind because the mind can't go here. The mind can't go here. This is like deep energetics of our body. These are deep unconscious realms. You know, what life were we creating? What were what what were we birthing into the world? And you don't have to think about creating like artists or anything like I mean you you we talked about this in the last episode about creation, so I don't need to go into it here. You can go back and listen to it there, but that's another doorway in. So I'm giving us a lot of doorways in here, a lot of ways to meditate inward, a lot of um, ways to reflect, a lot of ways to journal, and you have to feel into what works for you, what kind of lit up in your system of all these different things I'm kind of weaving in and bringing in as doorways to explore this inner world for ourselves. Hmm. Feeling if there's anything around the letting go piece. There's a... Hmm. Now I get a little bit weird. So this is like one of those like little bit weird parts. And for some of you, this is just not weird at all. But hmm. there's like an upgrading... I don't know how to put words to this, but there's an upgrading that um, is also kind of happening, like an upgrading in the, the mental realm is happening for a lot of people. This rewiring, this, and I, I don't want to go to like 3D, we're moving from 3D to 5D. Fuck, I've been hearing about that for like 20 years. I'm so sick of hearing about that. I, I, I love it, and I think it's one way of talking about things, and we all need a way of talking about things, but... Yeah, I feel like that's just like old news. But if you, if that helps to sort of feel into what I'm kind of trying to explain here, but it's almost, um, and astrologically you can see so many things, but I want to bring it back to self. So I don't want to go out there and get all, you know, collective-y and, you know, theories and all of that stuff, but I want to bring it back to self and really want to bring it back to... <laughs> Where are we being asked to change how we think about things? Where are you? Where are you being asked to change how you think about things or how you prioritize things? This is another one. Where are you being asked to to reset your priorities? Is there like a new uh, list or a new order? that's coming in for you? Is there a new order to priorities that's starting to come and are you holding on to old priorities? You know, like old priority was providing for my family, was making money. I'm not saying those aren't priorities. I'm just giving examples of old priority was this, but it compromised my soul. You know, like that job compromised my soul. So feeling into what are the new priorities? What's like, what's being reordered? around priorities, you know, is like family becoming a priority, is connecting, communicating becoming a priority, is soul alignment becoming a priority, is, you know, being on purpose, like my highest purpose becoming a priority, is my spiritual path becoming a priority, is my health becoming a priority, my physical health becoming a priority. So just feeling into priorities and then feeling into where you're questioning that shift, where you're questioning, ooh, if I shift my priorities, I might not eat, or I might not, da-da-da, or there might be kickback from my family, or, okay, that's great if my personal priorities are shifting, 
but the collective doesn't prioritize that. So here's an example. A, a beautiful friend of mine, I was just speaking with her this morning, and what's happening for her is this deepening into the feminine, like this reclaiming and remembering of deep, deep, deep feminine principles. And some of those deep feminine principles that are kind of coming online or waking up or being reclaimed and remembered in her are these principles of, I'm going to try to find words for this. There is this feminine magic of do without doing. There's a feminine magic of moving the world without the physical doing of things. Can you feel that? It's a, it's a deep feminine aspect. It's almost like the feminine's ability to um, magnetize something into her world. Right? These, these are deep feminine gifts. This is like wisdom gifts of the feminine, like Shakti gifts of the feminine. This ability to, to do without doing, to make happen without overt physical exertion. Can you feel that? Like working in the unseen realms. The feminine is very, she's, she's very wily, you know, like the energy can like move and slither around and like snakes around and, you know, she'll like move in the unconscious and the unseen realms and she'll give a hit to someone in a dream and then, and then they'll follow that dream and then they'll reach out and talk to you and you've never had to do anything. You know, you just, you were just in this like deep place of, um, of just like medicine woman magic of, feminine mysticism of, you know, of this ability to really like weave with the energies, to move with the energies, to, to, I mean, you can move mountains with just your mind. And so this is coming online and we don't have to even say that that's a feminine principle, right? It's, it doesn't have to be a feminine, it's a mystical principle. So whether it's feminine or not, who cares? That's how she spoke about it. So I'm just using her words and it doesn't have to be a feminine, um, but for her, it was feminine because it was do without doing. There was no like overt physical action. It wasn't like 3D tangible. It was just this like real, like mystical ability to make things happen. And the fight is old patterns of I have to work hard to make something happen. I have to put in physical effort in this 3D world, like I have to pick up a phone, I have to write 30 emails to make this thing happen, I have to work hard and put in hours, time, time, I have to put in time for something to be made manifest. Um, and then it was, how is the world going to view, like the world is not seeing me put in time, the world is not witnessing me work hard, there's no effort being put in, I will not be valued. I will not be valued. The world will not, corporate will not see me. I'm, I'm just, she didn't use those words, but you know, the, will not value that. I will not be like paid for that. How will I eat? Can you feel this? So I'm sharing this as a way of feeling into what is this for you? You know, like what priorities are shifting in you? But then there's this battle of, okay, but the world doesn't get that and I myself am judging that. So I myself am judging that I haven't put in the effort, that it won't be recognized because I didn't da 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 da. So feeling into what that opens up or um, 
awakens in you from however that sort of weaves itself weaves itself in, into you. I think there was a lot of different layers of feeling into that example that could open a lot of different things. It could have opened something around the feminine value. It could have opened something around the relationship um, between working hard to make something happen. It could be around the relationship to how you manifest. It could be around your relationship to the shifting of your own priorities, but the holding on to old priorities or what's worked in the past. Um, that was fun. (laughs) Let me feel if, um, there's anything else to kind of wrap things up around, um, oh gosh, just around really bringing it into self and kind of that mystical standpoint of how we can see our lives. I feel like there's a few more reflective questions that I could ask about life's workshop. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll end on this. So this is kind of how we came in, and this is sort of how we'll, we'll part ways. If you're standing with that wise mystic, You know, one of those like wise mystics who's got all that wiring and can see the divine matrix and you're standing with that wise mystic and they're just, they're kind of standing over you. Like they're kind of standing over behind you and they're just sort of like, you know, when someone's like looking behind you as you're reading your computer screen or you're reading something and they're like looking over your shoulder and it's kind of that annoying feeling. What are you doing? But they're doing it over the top of your head and they're looking at the whole of your life. So they're just looking at the whole of your life. So if they were to stand there and they were to look at the whole of your life from their perspective, from their eyes, right? From those really like high bird's eye view, high mystical standpoint, seeing the divine matrix. And they were to say to you, this is what's being delivered to you right now. This is what's on offer right now. This is what we're kindly, beautifully, gracefully releasing from your life. We are, and it might not feel kind or beautiful or love-filled or grace-filled. It might feel like you just got your heart ripped out of your chest and they stomped on it. But if from that mystical vision, they were to say to you, like, this is the gift we're giving you. We're gifting you. We are gifting you new perspective. We are gifting you a way of like resetting the whole of your life. We are gifting you a way of getting out of a shitty relationship that you've been in for a thousand years and you couldn't get out yourself. We are gifting you with the loss of your job because you wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have done it for yourself. So we did it for you. We took it upon ourselves to do it for you. I know, and I might be pissing you off again and triggering you again, but just trusting whatever is arising for you. I know I'm asking us to stand up here. I'm asking us to try to see something when a lot of us haven't had that download of mystical wiring. And so sometimes it's really, really hard to climb up the ladder and to even ask. So if, if you can't get into that energy, just ask, you know, like ask if you've got guides or you work with, you know, high level archetypal energies or just call in, call in the mystic, right? Call in the mystic. Like, hey, mystic, I can't see here. Like, can you give me a hand? Just call in the mystic and let the mystic 
look at your life. Let the mystic translate for you. So sometimes we don't have the wiring to translate a lot of times. Call in an external energy. And this isn't woo-woo. This isn't la-la. This isn't hard to do. This isn't like off the planet. There, Call in the mystic. It's an archetypal energy. It's a high vibrating archetypal energy. Right? Call it in and then ask the mystic to translate for you. Like, hey, I'm struggling here. Like I am in so much pain that I can't see. I'm in so much fear that I cannot see from a mystical standpoint. I'm shitting myself, right? I am pissed off, I'm angry, I'm projecting, I wanna kill my partner, my kids are driving me batty, I'm in victim mode, I can't believe that this is happening to me, I'm too freaked out to see, right? I'm too freaked out, my defense mechanisms are roaring too loudly. I can't hear, I can't see. Turn up the volume, mystic, turn up the volume, because I'm struggling here. Like, turn up the heat, turn up the volume, talk louder, make the signs louder, like make it so obvious. This is a really intense prayer, by the way. It might, it's an intense prayer. I'm just gonna warn you, if you start saying stuff like that, for them to turn up the heat and make it so loud that you can't not make a soul choice, it's intense sometimes, but it's a deep prayer and pray that prayer, right? Ask, ask, turn it up. Let me see. Let me see. Help me to get out of my self-absorbed little self. Help me to get out of my unconscious patterns. Help me, help me, help me to see the mystical view of this. Help me to not repeat the same crap that I was doing before this. Help me, help me to get the most out of this. Help me. I'm on a retreat. I'm on, I'm in life's workshop, right? Help me. Be my guide. Be my guide when I can't see, right? Be my guide. Facilitate me through those doorways. Facilitate me through the dark night. Hold the torch. And when there is no light, just pass me the torch, please. Please pass me the torch. All right. Amazing to be here with you all like this. Uh, I'm so grateful. Love what we're doing together. Love that we get to be together like this weekly. There's lots of stuff happening in Tree Wilding. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, I would do that. <laughs> I would do that. Then you don't miss things. We are constantly rolling new things out. We are constantly giving away things. We are constantly doing pop-up lives that are not part of the podcast. We're constantly offering like crazy free webinars and 12 days of circle for free. And I know that there's something coming. So I just need to get myself in a solid place, which will be on Tuesday um, before this podcast comes out. Actually, I'll be in a new solid place. Um, and then who knows what will be created from there. There's lots of inklings, lots of little things. I know last week we talked about um, 12 weeks of rewilding. I know what the fuck, who does that? Who does that? Who does that? Who does 12 weeks of rewilding? Whoever signs up for this, I am so sorry. Your life is going to forever be changed. <laughs> um, and that we'll roll that out maybe in May. It doesn't feel like it's the right time for it right now. Um, but we talked about doing the two weeks for free. And you can do that in the last podcast episode. Get the details for that. But there's a lot of stuff coming. There's a lot of shifts coming. I think there's 
um, possibly a new person coming onto the team, some new things happening in our Facebook group to just hold a greater community. That's a, that's a beautiful community of, I think we're 45,000 women at this point. So if that's something um, to start to tap into community, community feels so different now than it did three weeks ago. It's uh, it's like a lifeline in a way that it wasn't a lifeline before, or it's just online communities, of course, have just taken a whole different, whole different place. So if you're feeling um, like, wow, I could actually use some community, like some heart-centered, soul-centered community, come hang out in the Facebook group. Um, yeah, we'll probably open up uh, some other things this, this soon. So join the newsletter and then you won't miss anything. That's rewildingforwomen.com. All right. So much love to you. Mwah.